I'm Shannon Green, and you're listening to On Extremism, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the causes, manifestations, and responses to one of the most important issues of our time. In this series, we'll talk to top experts, policymakers, and practitioners to understand how we can better counter violent extremism around the world. Our podcast is made possible by the CSIS Commission on Countering Violent Extremism, chaired by former British Prime Minister Tony Blair and former U.S. Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta. For more information on the commission, please visit www.csis.org. Today we'll be recording three podcasts in a series featuring recipients of the Emerging Young Leaders Award, supported by the U.S. Department of State. This award recognizes youth around the world for their efforts to create positive social change in challenging environments. The 10 recipients of the inaugural Emerging Young Leaders Award represent the power of young people to launch grassroots initiatives to improve their communities. Today we have with us Ahlem Nasrawi from Tunisia. Ahlem works to empower women and youth in Tunisia through entrepreneurship. She's managed several hackathons, boot camps, and startups for young leaders to support the democratic transition in her home country. Ahlem started a peace mediators program to confront terrorism and extremism, coaching youngsters in leadership, arts, and mediation. In recognition of her efforts, Brightest Young Minds in South Africa selected Ahlem as one of the 100 most influential African leaders. She initiated several startup training events for women and designed a project that trained youth to be peer-to-peer agents of change. Ahlem has also spoken at various TEDx events in Tunisia. So welcome to the podcast on extremism. We're very, very pleased to have you this morning. So maybe, Ahlem, you could just tell us a little bit about who you are and where you came from and the work that you're doing that resulted in getting this prestigious award from the State Department. Good morning. Thank you so much for hosting me to talk about Tunisia and especially young people because I feel like I'm the representative of youth in Tunisia. I'm 24 years old, uh, originally from Catherine. It's in the central west of Tunisia. Well, about my work, I started uh, an organization called Young Leaders Entrepreneurs, especially after the revolution. And mainly we work on uplifting the grassroots, especially young people, to the decision-making and policy-making process not only as, you know, audience, but being part of, of the solution by expressing their voices and their opinions. So, and also we work with women uh, because we believe that to empower women, we should like empower her economically speaking by starting their own startups. So we mentor them, we coach them, and we equip them with tools and techniques and how to manage their projects, to pitch to investors. And we need, like we offer them also uh, opportunities, you know, to network with business angels and investors to get funding for their startups after the mentorship program uh, finishes. Also, we started a lot of programs, mainly about uh, breaking, you know, the stereotypes and uh, to bridge understanding among, you know, young people coming from different backgrounds and social classes and also to end any kind of hate speech or regionalism based on where you come from or what's your background. So it's all about disseminating the values of peace, education, of acceptance, others, uh, and the difference. Because Tunisia, it's a various country. 
We have diverse backgrounds, diverse opinions. It was, you know, the, uh, let's say, the incubator of many civilizations from Carthage to, uh, like, the uh, the new era right now. So, yeah, this is mainly what we, we do in Tunisia. Yeah, I mean, speaking of incubating, you know, major transitions, Tunisia has obviously been through a period of democratic growth and transition for the past five years. So I was hoping maybe you could talk a little bit about how that democratic transition has opened up opportunities, but also potentially created new challenges for young people and to describe what those opportunities and challenges that youth are facing might be. The revolution was unexpected because everyone was expecting that Tunisia is a nice country, Mediterranean beaches and sun and great summer. Nobody expected that a small country with such a small population will start what's known as the Arab Spring. For us, it's not the Arab Spring, it's the Jasmine's Revolution because it was led by young people like me in the interior of Tunisia and other marginalized regions because they wanted justice, same opportunities, and also uh, fair and just, you know, uh, regional development policies. Uh, I come from Catherine which was one of those regions who started, you know, the blazes of the revolution. I have witnessed it like a lot of my peers have been shot and, you know, and killed by the brutal, you know, uh, ex-regime authorities because they wanted to shut down such protests. So for me, the democratic transition was a really like serious and also uh, optimistic journey for Tunisia to go from the, you know, the black and let's say, you know, dictatorship era to the era of light and democracy. So for us, it was a challenge because we are not like familiar with freedom of speech or with democratic institutions of women being represented in the parliament and reaching, you know, high positions. Uh, so I think even what we got from positive, you know, side is a lot of funding, a lot of exchange programs for young people like me. We never heard before that that we have such, you know, opportunities in the, you know, ex-regime. Because when you come from an entire region, you are not supposed to be successful. You are supposed to be oppressed and not like to talk about your, you know, opinions, especially if you are a woman. So for us, it was, you know, let's say an open window to see what other, you know, opportunities are, you know, ahead of us in other countries. The negative side is not a negative really, but let's say challenges. And I think those challenges are more about security issues, uh, you know, switching from one economic model to another. So I think it's an experience and we are learning from that. Well, so let's dig into those security issues a little bit. I think from the outside, one thing that's confounding is despite this democratic transition, there has also been this rise of young people in Tunisia joining violent extremist organizations. And there have obviously also been some pretty devastating attacks in Tunisia. So how do you think about What's going on in your country in terms of young people getting drawn into violent extremist movements or ideologies? What's happening there? I think that what's happening, it's not only happening in Tunisia. I have seen a lot happening in France and even in the most developed countries. Terrorism right now, it's not only like related to one country. So like, uh, it's not like, you know, uh, an issue of one country and the other countries say we, we could not like step to, you know, to solve this this problem. I think this, you know, this issue of terrorism is also like uh, universal. It's a threat, you know, for all the democratic values of the democratic institution. 
So what's happening in Tunisia is a challenge because, as I told you before, we are, you know, moving from dictatorship era where people were oppressed, you know, and frustrated. They weren't like even able to uh, express, you know, their opinions. So a lot of like ISIS, they took advantage from few cases of some young people to try to, you know, uh, engage them in such violent, you know, context. But for us, I'm also I'm also optimistic about, you know, uh, Tunisia, because Tunisia, as I told you, it's a country of civilizations, of peaceful coexistence. We have Muslims, Jewish, Christians. So it's not like, you know, a fresh, let's say, market for terrorism to to prosper. Uh, They won't defy us as Tunisians. And even if we have some cases of victims, I think it's a challenge and we'll get over it, like hopefully. Great. I mean, with young people like you leading the way, I have confidence that you will get over it or get through it at least. Um, So talk a little bit about the role of young people in addressing those kinds of local concerns, whether it be, you know, concerns about radicalization and recruitment or other challenges that young people are facing. For me, like traveling to Nepal to be part of the peace mediation program was an uh, eye-opening uh, on how we can counter extremism and violence, especially because, uh, like, which, like, unfortunately, we started to talk about violence because it's linked to terrorism, and maybe this is like one of the problems of how terrorism is prospering and flourishing in many countries. Because of violence, it can be even in schools and universities. It can be even on the personal level. And it uh, it keeps, you know, escalating until it, you know, it hits the top of being, you know, attacks and killing others. So peace, I think peace mediation was one of the initiatives that we started in Tunisia. Like we started an initiative called uh, New Generation Initiative, especially to teach young people, uh, those, especially those who are, you know, uh, transferring from high school to the university. The university, you meet like a lot of people from diverse backgrounds, from the left political party to the right ones. So we taught them how to accept others, how to accept difference, and also to understand how violence escalates and the whole process. So we don't like tell them just, you know, don't be violent or, you know, attack others. But we like we give them options. If you do this, you will see like how the violence, you know, escalates. If you do this, you will see, you know, the fruits of peace and tolerance. We give them those uh, options, we clarify the process, and then at the end they will, you know, assume the responsibility of opting for one option of them, uh, of these like two, uh, two ones. And in promoting that message and scaling up those kinds of efforts, what kind of support do you need from your own government or from external governments, actors and donors? I think especially, let's start with the external ones. They should understand that terrorism or any kind of violence, it's not only like linked to Tunisia or any other North African or Middle East countries. It's an universal. It's not only our issue, it's your issues as well. Because when it starts from that country, it will reach you at the end. So we need much support, not only technical, by giving us, you know, materials or vehicles or weapons. We need like special strategic cooperation on, you know, security issues and uh, other ones. For the training also, uh, I think for like for my uh, government is to uh, engage young people being part of, you know, decision making to consult them, not to make cooperation with international governments or external donors without coming back to us. We need to be part of this process to be aware of the 
results or responsibility coming for such cooperation or such, you know, decision. Uh, not like to be, you know, an outsider, you know, outsiders without being aware of what's happening. Because young people, and especially, I really like it, you know, the new resolution by the UN, young people are part of, you know, of uh, countering violence. They are peace builders, not troublemakers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very important message. Um, you talked a little bit about the importance of having these sort of alternate channels into policymaking, into government, so that youth don't have to sort of go around the system in order to get their voices heard. Have you seen examples of where those kinds of channels have been created that have been successful? Uh, I'm so proud like, that Tunisia got the peace, you know, Nobel Peace Award. We have seen how the private sector and like, you know, uh, employment, uh, trade, like unions, uh, civil society and the government, you know, initiating the the dialogue. And we actually got the award for that. Tunisia is, I'm so happy that it's the first democracy in the region. We succeeded in, you know, uh, transferring, you know, the authority and the power from one government to another through elections and through the voice of people. And uh, I think that such, you know, let's say, uh, signs are good signs for Tunisia to go through such, you know, path to learn from our mistakes and also to open more dialogue and more channels, like you said, like engaging civil society, private sector with the public sector to, you know, to... uh, to start, you know, a new era of democracy. So going forward, both in your own work, but also for, you know, your country more broadly, where do you see the pathway going? Um, Do you see, you know, the opportunity for a lot more engagement by young people such as yourself? Um, Do you see obstacles that might be looming in the future that will need to be overcome? So where do you see, you know, your own work, but also your country heading? Uh, for my own work, uh, we are like in a path of creating, you know, of working on creating more jobs because one of the problems, let's say, of instability or, you know, of issues related to security or other things, it's mainly about when people lack jobs and lack, you know, to feel they are secured financially speaking. So we, uh, for me, I want like to work more on starting more programs, capacity building for disseminating the values of entrepreneurship, especially among vulnerable categories like women or uh, like young people or people with disabilities, because they need such skills to start their own, you know, businesses and to put their creativity and their, you know, uh, energy on such a, you know, such a concept. Because when you create a startup, you are not only securing yourself, but you are creating more jobs for other people to be safe and also to get rid of any negative, you know, uh, let's say like brainwashing or any other you know negative uh, uh, issues uh, for the government I'm looking forward to engage more young people in high positions like being ministers you know especially like women so I'm looking forward why not I can be you know the next minister of employment like in, not like soft you know positions like only women or something we need to see also women in defense or minister of interior like why not I'm hopeful why not? <laughs> I believe if anyone could do it, you could. Well, thank you, Akhlam, for being with us today. And congratulations again on receiving the Emerging Young Leaders Award. Thank you so much. 